This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Colican Water. Have you been curious what's in your water at home? Does it taste or smell funny? Call Colican and they'll come check it out. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to ColiganLincoln.com. I'm Jake Falkman. He's Nate Britton. We are here for the Ticket Water Cooler once again. Uh, plenty to talk about and, and a great victory last night for Nebraska. Women's hoops getting over uh, over the top and, and beating Indiana uh, by a wide margin, not just a, a close victory. Uh, so now two top 10 victories on the season uh, for Amy Williams and the Huskers. And so we just wanted to start the show by giving them some props and, and saying it's a, it's nice. It's it's nice to, to get that big of a victory. That's the monumental-type victory, along with the, the one they had over Michigan earlier in the season, um, that, that they're going to need. And, and certainly last year, you know, they could play up to teams. Um, they looked like they were headed to the tournament. I know they were they were already on that path before last night. But, I mean, that pretty much stamps it. They're, they're heading to the tournament and – they're a team that nobody's going to want to see in the tournament if they can punch up like that. So uh, just once again, congratulations to, to the women on getting the big victory. And in uh, a way we go. I mean, it's, it's, it, once yeah. you get those type of victories it's, and, and, you know, kind of prove it, that's kind of the prove it type of shot, right? Um, then you know you've, you've got something there, and they're going to be a dangerous team um, come tournament time, whether that's Big Ten tournament or NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I want to air a little bit of my grievances to start out, though. Uh, I'm, I'm going to – Read everyone a, a, a statistic, or I guess it would be a few statistics because it's got a few teams linked to it. So teams with at least two wins over those currently in the women's AP Top 10. South Carolina, the number one ranked team in the country, they have three. There are seven teams that have two wins over eight AP Top 10 teams. Uh, this is, again, women's uh, college basketball. Stanford ranked second, Louisville ranked third, NC State ranked fourth, Michigan ranked ninth, who, like you mentioned, the Huskers beat earlier this season, Texas ranked 14th, Oklahoma ranked 15th. Then in come the Huskers, receiving votes only one. <laughs> receiving vote. Receiving vote. <laughs> the average margin of victory for those wins, number one, the team that receives vote, not votes, yeah. the Huskers, average margin of victory, 19 points. So I don't know what the committee is thinking. I don't know if the committee that ranks the women is the same one that ranks the men. So I understand why they would leave the, leave the Husker men's out. I'm, I'm okay. I, I've, I accept <laughs> those. I understand that. I accept those circumstances. The men's team probably shouldn't be ranked. The fact that the women's team is receiving one vote is blasphemous. Absolute blasphemous. I'm going to take a book out of Stephen A. Smith. It's blasphemous. <laughs> right. Blasphemous. I don't know what other word to describe this. And I don't know if they're going to rank him this upcoming week. I mean, again, they're receiving one vote. So I, I, I apologize. I kind of steered this to a little bit of a negative. Well, it was a great win. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed it was, to be celebrating. It was, and, I, and I am <laughs> celebrating. And that's why I'm so, so upset about the situation because I feel like all season 
Especially when they started, what, 11-0, 12-0? I, I don't know what the exact record was. I mean, they weren't receiving votes then. They haven't been ranked this entire season, and I, I think it's getting ridiculous. I think that they should be ranked after this. I don't think they will. I don't know what the committee's been smoking up until this point, but I, I just had to air that out a little bit because that, that's just frustrating, especially when you look at the margin victory. And I know they're only 8-6 and six in the Big Ten, whatever have you, but when you look at the other teams that have beat AP top 10 teams – Nebraska's right there, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. When do the rankings come out next? Uh, every Monday. Every Monday. So yeah. I guess we'll see after next Monday. Yeah, that'll be a big one. And of course, they have a few games before then, because so they can always change things. I think that that's what hurt them last time. Um, they beat Michigan on a on a Tuesday, ended up losing to Iowa on the on Sunday, and then by the time the voting. Uh, committee came out there and said, ah, well, that, that wasn't enough to get you. And I thought it should have been, um, but they, would, they wouldn't have stayed for long because uh, then they lost the next two games at Indiana and at Iowa. Like you mentioned, their conference record uh, took a bit of a dip there. They lost four out of five um, or, you know, in, in the midst of that Michigan win. That was the one win in those five games. So it, it's kind of interesting. But um, now, I mean, they, and they lost two to start February um, other than, yeah, I guess, I guess they won two to start February, then lost to February 6th and February 10th against Maryland and Ohio State two ranked teams no shame in that um but bouncing back and get this indiana win it was kind of like their last big chance um other than the big 10 tournament which you know they might run into somebody there right but this was their last huge chance to put on um something huge on the resume and they took advantage of it and and not and not just barely i mean they went 72 um to 55 uh and 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 just looked like the better team all night so um congratulations to them for what it's worth their their final four games now um hopefully they can close out you know and and be 12 and 6 or you know 11 and 7 right right there because they've already beaten penn state they've already beaten minnesota they've already beaten wisconsin their next three opponents and then they have northwestern who's kind of a a, you know uh middle of the pack bottom tier big 10 team there so um they certainly have some winnable games left there two road games two home games as they finish this out hopefully this momentum can carry over over and the Huskers finally do get that respect to finish in the top 25 or get in the top 25. And I think that they, they have a pretty good chance of finishing there as well. So absolutely. Once again, congratulations to the Huskers on their 72 to 55 victory, uh, making everybody proud. And hopefully a, little, a few more people will show up to Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, yeah. on, on the 20th, actually on Sunday uh, for Minnesota, uh, Nebraska men's basketball. Not making everybody quite as proud. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still proud of the team. Any, t- any team that puts on the scarlet and cream and goes out there and, and battles. But unfortunately, not getting it done this year in the wins column. Seven in 18, dropped to one in 13, which uh, no matter what way you try to spin it, that's pretty bad not in, good. in the Big Ten. And it's, it's kind of interesting because up until now, I, I think that, uh, you know, up until the Iowa game, in, in my mind, it was kind of this whole idea of, man, I, I just don't know what they do with this buyout. They've been losing to all these good teams, and, and, and they just can't get a win, and it's frustrating. Um, but here, here's, the, here's the relief. At least they can play some of these bottom-tier ten, Big Ten teams, and maybe their record will shake out a little bit better and certainly not go winless. They did achieve one of those goals, right? They're not winless. They did beat Minnesota. They did. Um, but the other two games against the bottom tier of the Big Ten has not gone well, as we know. The Northwestern lost 87-63. to 63. Northwestern was hitting from, you know, everywhere around the perimeter. And then, of course, the Iowa loss on Super Bowl Sunday, 90-75, to 75, uh, 98-75, and it looked a lot closer than that. And, and, and maybe thank, thank uh, Fran McCaffrey for calling off the dogs. They took a turnover instead of going for 100 there right, at Harvard right. <laughs> Hawkeye Arena. We'll take it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Held them under 100. That's, that's one of Positivity. the goals. Positivity. That's one of the goals. Glass half full. 
I, I I think the discussion is is turning though. I think it is starting to um, starting to change. We talked to Steve Sipple, the Lincoln Journal Star, in an early break the other day. Um, you know, he, he generally is pretty well connected, and he's he's starting to think um, that perhaps. Nebraska, we, we've been saying can't afford the buyout. He's starting to think maybe they can't afford not to make a move, perhaps. I mean, if it stays this ugly down the stretch, um, because they're going to need some sort of momentum to sell tickets, some sort of belief, some sort of sale in the offseason uh, to get anybody up for next season and to believe this is heading in the right direction. Um, again, I, I hate have these doom and gloom conversations because I know all those uh, guys on the team are good guys. And, and I guess I don't know that personally, but I have nothing to indicate. Otherwise they, they, you know, we've met a few of them They're, They are great guys. The ones that we meet in person uh, and you know, they've, they've been trying every, every which way to get a victory. Unfortunately in this business, it, you know, it doesn't come down to, to effort and, and, and it doesn't come down to, you know, it's kind of like that, I always kind of think back to when you when you maybe go from oh I don't know what grade it is maybe fourth to fifth grade whatever it is it's like all right guys now not everybody plays <laughs> everybody's <laughs> like what <laughs> like now right. we're actually the, the better kids yeah. will play now right. the better kids will play we're gonna cut some of you and and we're just gonna try to win now instead of just have everybody right. uh, play along and have fun uh, and of course that's in, in none of these none of these guys need that explained to them they know the <laughs> position they're in um, but. It it is interesting. I I thought that was that was interesting because it kind of uh it, it kind of caught my ear that Sip said that and and I I start to think you know it it's it it's been looking you know aiming in that direction all along. You you said that perhaps one in nineteen can do it better than zero and twenty. Yeah. Have, have you changed uh, changed your idea on that after the Iowa loss? Or you still think one in nineteen might get it done for Hoiberg? I still think one in nineteen, Buck. I just <laughs> again I. I try and look at this as rationally as I possibly can, because as you guys know, if you're listening, I'm not a Nebraska alumni. I'm a bit newer of a Nebraska fan, so I try and look at this as unbiased as I possibly can. Nebraska's a football school. Mm-hmm. If, if this was the situation with the football program, which it got dangerously close last season to being that bad. I mean, they did have the win against Northwestern at home, which was a blowout. I think if that game was reversed, we would be having a different discussion right now. Yeah. If, if we're talking about the football program, we're having a different discussion. This is Nebraska basketball. We have to think about this with a glass half-full mentality, whether you like it or not. You were able to bring in Fred Hoiberg, who by all indications up until whenever he was hired in 2018, whatever it was, he was one of the best coaches on the market. And you were somehow able to convince a coach that took Iowa State to the Sweet 16 to come to Lincoln, Nebraska. Has it worked up until this point? No. Are fans getting frustrated? Yes. But at the end of the day, you're stuck in a situation where you have to pay this coach, this former elite basketball coach on the college basketball level, $18.5 million for a team that's never won a tournament game. I just don't I, I just don't see any way that they can possibly get rid of him for that amount of money. Again, if the money is there, which we've talked to Sip, which he said that the money presumably would be there if they do move on, okay, maybe. But why are you gonna fork out eighteen and a half million dollars to keep fans that by all indications a new coach isn't going to bring the fans back because you're probably going to lose your recruiting class because I'm assuming a lot of their recruiting class up until this point is there for Hoiberg. So you're going to lose your recruits. You're presumably going to lose McGowan's to the NBA. So where do you go from there? How is a new coach possibly going to bring fans back 
that have already sold out. I mean, I just I don't understand why you would pay $18.5 million. I just genuinely cannot convince myself that that's a smart move. I just can't do it. I well, can't. And a lot of it just kind of goes to the business behind it, right? I mean, could you convince Hoiberg to come back for a significantly less amount um, for the buyout, which is the bigger deal? Um, maybe that factors into the equation. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you why. It's hope. I, I think that there are a lot of Husker fans, and, and, and we've talked about this plenty. Husker fans don't need much. Just they don't. a little bit of hope, they don't. and they will pack Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, and, 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 and so I think that that's possibly part of it. You know, uh, Minnesota's a team this year. I know that's the team that Nebraska beat, right. but just had to clear out basically everyone. Everybody left uh, once their head coach uh, left, and so they're just kind of piecing together a team, which is what Hoiberg did his first year at Nebraska. He did. And would presumably, like you're saying, would happen if they did move on from Hoiberg after this season. Minnesota's 3-10. and 10. One of those losses coming to this Nebraska team, right? <laughs> but they're three and ten. That's a that's a that's a, you know that's and that might be it. I, I think another thing that Husker fans would say is bring in a guy that uh, if you if you find a guy that it, it might not be the sexiest. Nebraska. Part of the reason you're excited about Hoiberg is it was sexy. It was the it's, sexy hire. It's not just the hire. The the the, the product on the court is going to be a lot of shots, a lot of athleticism, right. a lot of points, running gun. You know, lots yeah. of fun. Yeah, uh, NBA style. Or, or attract the right guys, right? Um, I think Nebraska has learned throughout this, and, and and that's not why they hired him. Obviously, part of it too is just the name and the fact that you know, right. like we've been talking about where he stands in basketball circles. Um, but I think Nebraska fans at this point would like a lot more to have a defensive-minded team with hustle uh, and that can grind it out. And you know, uh, but that's that's what Nebraska basketball fans are used to, and that's what they kind of connect to. Is okay. It's Nebraska basketball. It's not the best program in the nation, um, but and they, it's not going to be. I think no. that's the. Pro I think that's the problem is that these expectations they're not high, but they're still expectations that are there. I mean, at the end of the day, do we really think that Nebraska just by getting in a new coach, dropping eighteen and a half million dollars, blowing up the recruiting class, and losing Bryce McGowan's is going to be a quick fix? It's not. It's not, and you're not going to get a coach with the cachet of Fred Hoiberg. You're just not. You're gonna, probably going to get a group of five guy that's on a discount because you just dropped $18.5 million to dump Hoiberg, and then where do you go from there? And then and when does it stop becoming a revolving door? When you like, land the guy, though, that's what I, how I, long I, does it take to land that guy? Right? It does take a while, right? I mean, they, they exactly they had Tim Miles for a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of people would be okay with another cycle of a Tim Miles, uh, which isn't ultimately what yeah. you want, but it's at least it's you know something. seven years yeah. of something and hope and feeling that it's getting you know at least going here and then kind of dealing with the the shortcomings up into the point where you decide that it's that's not it's not worth it. This the, this product. As Sip said the other day, he's been watching for 35 years. This is as bad as it's ever looked. It's bad. It's it, it's it, and there's no way to around yeah. It. It's bad. So that's I mean that's where it's at. I I think that a lot of it just comes down to and and we'll get to you guys off the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starting him in text line four two four six four five six eight five. I'll get to those before my thought here. Jory says hiring and firing in football or in basketball will never lead to any long term success. Bottom line is we have two coaches that desperately want to stay here for a long time. Right out the tough times as hard as it may be, and we will be rewarded. Um, that's. That is a faithful jury there um, it, because it is, it, it's not just bad times. It's not tough times. It, it is 
uh, at times unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it can get much worse. Ray says Albert should do what he did with Frost, identify weaknesses, adjust salary, demand assistant coaching changes, bring in someone who will emphasize defense and rebounding. I think that's that's certainly at the very least what's going to happen is definitely almost clear the bench, unfortunately, for those mm-hmm. the guys that are there right mm-hmm. now um, um, because it, it, it's, it's the same thing with Frost. <laughs> you need other scapegoats right. if it's not going to be the head guy. Um, tall and bald says, don't you think that you will get even less fan support if you retain the current staff? Uh, you're correct though. A new coach, no matter what will, will earn a, we will see approach. And and that, and that's where it will have to be. But I think that he does it on the, on the right thing there is that I, I, I think that season ticket sales, just as far as interest and belief that Nebraska is going anywhere with Hoiberg. It's go- it's going to be a tough sell, and I, I've, I've I've heard it from a lot of season ticket holders coach, off the text line. But what coach does it take to then renew that faith? Anything, 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 anything. I mean, I just I just don't know. Change like, is hope. That's that's where it is. I mean, like it is, but at the same time, I don't know. It just I, again, if the buyout was less, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. Let's right. be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but you you've put yourself in the situation that no, whether you like it or not, you're either going to have to restructure the contract and keep him, or you're going to have to pay eighteen and a half million dollars to get him out. But it's not your eighteen and a half million dollars. It's not my eighteen and a half million dollars. They have a hundred fifty million dollar addition going down to Memorial. But Stadium. again, but that's the thing is, don't you want to save it for football? If I owned it, I mean, it just that's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know if it's a new dining hall for the athletes. I don't know if it's a nutrition center. I don't know what that $18.5 million gets you, but that's a lot of money. It, no matter which way you look at it, that's a lot of money to put into the football program, to put into the baseball program. I know we've talked about how – Will Bolt is looking for new facilities, looking for some kind of help within the baseball program. If they make the tournament again this year, say they make a run into Omaha, how can you say that we're going to take $18.5 million, dump it into the basketball program that's been unsuccessful for four seasons, and not give it to a baseball program that almost beat Arkansas last season, the number one seed in the entire tournament, and by all indications this year, Will Bolt says he wants to host a region. Well, absolutely, but this, this, you know, and Trev Alberts has talked about this. He wants to be in there for the Governor's Cup, the athletic director, uh, athletic department championship. Right. Um, so part of it there is maybe the, the the teams that do have success. Yes, you keep building, but those are they're, those are up and running. They're, all, they're you know they're on the move. You expect good things out of them. You if you want to be in any sort of chance um, to be one of the best athletic departments in the country, you've got to get something out of your basketball program whatsoever. You're not wrong. And the basketball program again, it it at times has looked you know in the past when Nebraska was a dominant football school, you know, going up in, into right. the 90s and stuff. Nebraska was the football school, and then basketball could was just kind of like there, right? It was just kind of the other right. part of the athletic department. Recently, with the Pinnacle Bank Arena, the the, the facilities they have over at the, at the Bob Devaney, um, you know, they, they've – They've put a lot of money into it. It's no longer they have. just they another have. another um, part of the athletic department. It's a, it's a big piece, and they need to see results out of it. In in Nebraska, again, Nebraska fans more than anybody, Nebraska basketball fans deserve to finally get that <laughs> carrot that they've been chasing yeah, yeah. all of their lives, regardless wrong. of what time you were born. You've been chasing the <laughs> carrot if you're a Nebraska basketball yeah. fan, and you haven't gotten to it. Um, so I I, I think. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not absolutely here to say that it, it's done and, and Fred Hoiberg should be gone. I think there's still a possibility that near the end they they catch something and, and make it look as though there's any sort of heartbeat in the program. Um, but like you said, it, it's hardly even a discussion without the buyout. And and I don't exactly. think that you should be. I I don't want to be like forced into a corner by money. 
and and maybe it is. I you, again, you would, without knowing the budget, without knowing the overall goals of the athletic department, right. we we can't make this decision or tell them what to do with their money. But it just that is a bad position, and it almost looked like they did it with football. Um, and that would be telling me a major difference, though, is that if like that there is belief in Frost, and and almost it would it almost be- make me believe that there is. More belief in Frost, well, right? I mean, it's not just the athletic right. department's scared of losing all their money. They're, if they throw out the money on the basketball program, then it's like, okay, well, they actually believe in Frost because they could have afforded to, uh, to cut well, it. that was a bit bigger discussion, though, because I, I think, by all indications, it looked like Scott Frost wanted to stay in Lincoln. I mean, it's his alma mater. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a former champion. I, he took a pay cut this past season to be able to build up this, his assistants, build up the coaching staff. Does Fred Hoiberg want to do that? Do, are we sitting here in a few weeks when the season's over and Fred Hoiberg's taking a pay cut to stay in Lincoln, Nebraska? I don't know. Or is he saying, no, yeah. if you really want me out, you're going to have to fork over this $18.5 million. I don't know how badly he wants to stay here, and I don't know if anyone knows. I mean, we have people asking him why he deserves to be here at this point. I mean, right. do you, I mean, how badly do you want to stay for a fan base and, and, and people asking him those type of questions? I don't know. But that's obviously a discussion that Trevor Auerbach is going to have to have with him. Say, do you want to stay here? And if you do, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And yeah. that might be the discussion that he has. I don't know. I just I keep looking at this $18.5 million, and I just don't think it's a smart idea to do that for a basketball program that has been unlucky, inconsistent in the past. I just I just don't see it. I just can't. I, I can't I just, bring myself to say pay this eighteen and a half million. If I'm Trev Alberts, I don't look at the basketball program. I mean, to to a certain degree, you have to acknowledge that you're not Kentucky, right? But absolutely. But you also don't blame. You know, don't pile on the losses in the eighties to this team. I wouldn't go back as far as like, this. Fran, this team has never been any good. We don't. We we. It's just there's a curse here. Because that's silly, right? Well, and, and that's not what I'm saying. So ultimately, but... you've got great facilities. You're competing with the Big Ten, you know, among the best there. Pinnacle Bank Arena looks like an NBA arena. It, it does. It's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Uh, compared to a lot of these college arenas that are still out there. Um, and and not, not that I, I also love the college arena feel. That's pretty cool. I like old, old Bob Devaney Sports right. Center and those things, too. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a cool place to, to be able to recruit to. Um, so it, it, I, I just I don't I wouldn't. Tim Miles even said this, and I can't remember how he paraphrased or said it. So I'll paraphrase a little bit. But, you know, it was basically like, don't put all that on me. Don't put your history. Like, I just got <laughs> here. This is my second year. Don't tell me. Right. You know, pile, pile all that onto me. And that's how Trev Alberts, I think, has to look at it is to evaluate it and try to get in and, and, and maybe look at it as if you're Missouri basketball. All right. Missouri's had some success, yeah. so they don't believe that they absolutely cannot no matter what they do. So um, they, they'll go up and down. People saying, you know, to me, I, I've always disagreed with this. Uh, Jason says you hit the nail on the head. Nebraska basketball will never get better if we keep canning coaches every three to five years. Constant instability is a program is a huge turnover for good athletes. Fans were calling for Tom Osborne's head in the early years as well. We ended up bringing three more national titles. We need to give Fred at least two to three more years. Jason, I don't know how many fans out there want two to three more years of Fred, but <laughs> you we'll give him another. You year, are yeah. a small percentage um, there, but you know, I, I just don't think it's fair to go back and uh, you know, it, and obviously the comparison to Tom. Osborne, it, I, I get it in the context of right. patience, but I mean that's it's so far like Tom Osborne 
for one, inherited a great program, but was winning nine games every year. We, as we know, more than that. Right. Um, this team is one in thirteen right now in the Big Ten, and coming off two blowout losses in the last three. Um, and it's 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 not just like lately. It's it's been bad the first two years. It's been bad all season. Right. Um. So it the comparison's not much there. And I I I go with a different approach. Um. If if you like, coaches, it's hard to find a good coach, right? You can find a lot it's of very difficult. Coach. It's very difficult to find a good coach. I think you take your swings, and I think that I think if you want to land, uh, you know, the next up and comer, you can't can't be sticking with, uh, you know, the the latest guy that that can't get it done. You know, I, I as long as it doesn't. Uh, and their different athletic departments have different budgets and different issues. As long as it doesn't right. paralyze your athletic department, I keep taking swings. Uh, that's how you find I a just, great coach. I don't know. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that instability point, though, right? I mean, you have to look at the recruiting class that's coming in. I think they're, what, sixth in the Big Ten, seventh maybe? Mm-hmm. You're a team that's 1-13, like you said, and somehow, some way, you have the seventh best recruiting class in the Big Ten. By all by all indications, your record should and say one that of the you best should in have, program history. And you should you should be looking at this team and saying, okay, we're going to assume they have the worst recruiting class in the Big Ten next season. That's not the case. But if you lose Fred Hoiberg and you fire him, that very well could be the case. So again, I don't think this recruiting class is the end all be all. I don't think they're going to be the recruiting class that turns around Nebraska. I mean, I don't know who knows. But I just don't. I don't know, Bach. It's a tough sell, and I and you're trying to sell me on it, and I understand what you're saying. I really do. I just can't bring myself to say that paying eighteen half million dollars is a good idea. I can't bring myself. I think to it's say also it. fascinating. I mean, if you were, if you told me, all right, um, we'll bring back Hoiberg, like I would trade this. Okay, we'll, we'll bring back Hoiberg, but it also Bryce McGowan's is coming back. I said, okay, I'll do that one. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're having a I'd love discussion. to see sophomore Bryce McGowan's. I think part of the discussion is just believing that he's probably going to head I'm off assuming, and get drafted. Yeah, I would assume he goes to the NBA. But we're not sure about that. We'll see how it all kind of all plays out. We do have Brian Munson of Husker Online around the corner, so don't go anywhere. We'll talk Husker football and basketball with him. That's coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Colgan Water.